People got mad at us yeah. about talking about Zach Bagans. People made fun of Bagans all the time in the group for um, the museum. We were right. Yes, we were. I stand my ground. I do too, but it was scary, kind of. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are going to talk about the Eastern State Penitentiary, a very scary jail found in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And a very famous one. Yes. This is like a, a, a fairly notorious mm -hmm. haunted location. Yeah. It's got a, a dark history, and it's got a really, <laughs> quite frankly, a pretty awesome looking Halloween event. Have you ever been to it? No. Okay, I have. I thought so. Yeah, and I I hate haunted houses. This might be the last haunted house I went to, actually, potentially. Yeah? Um, maybe. It's very possible. You know, I heard somebody, I, I don't remember where I, I was listening to something, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts right now are doing scary stuff, mm. and they were talking about how um, sometimes a, a haunted house, or like Halloween Horror Nights in Universal. Yep can be overstimulating. Yeah. And I heard the word overstimulating and related to it more than I William, ever thought I would. Let me just tell you, the amount that we talk about overstimulation in therapy. Really? I'm, yes, I'm very easily overstimulated. Oh, boy. Yeah. We, we went to Universal Horror Nights, mm -hmm. well, like a decade ago. Yeah. And I... I couldn't handle myself. I, I I couldn't bear like everybody being in such close proximity and like touching you and then anyone might run up to you. I hate that when you hit those. Basically, you could walk on your own and then you would hit these zones that are completely unavoidable, but they are kind of marked where, um, yeah, where the characters can come up in your face and stuff. And whenever we got to those zones, Will and I were like, oh, God, here we go. Because all bets are off. Yeah, oh, it was it was a nightmare. But yeah, I mean, nightmare. I used to go to haunted houses, you know, I don't know if every year, but like if somebody asked me to go to a haunted house, I was like, hell yeah, because I knew I'd like scary stuff. So it just seemed in keeping and I just never even questioned it. I like autopiloted it until like I got a little bit older and then I was like, what am I doing to myself? I actually don't like this. I always I regret that this. that might have been Eastern State. Um, It is neat though. So like set the kind of stage for like what it, what it looks like and kind of the format of it. I'll just explain the haunted house a teeny bit. It's set up like um, an asterisk almost like, Oh, like the shape of, of the jail the itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's like a center like hub and then like spokes coming off of it basically. And so um, it's, it's like a weird place to, you don't hit every single, you know, spooky thing during the, doing the haunted house, but it is set up differently than a haunted house where you're able to like, I don't know, turn a corner, whatever. Cause it's all just straight and they just yeah. kind of find ways to move you through different sections. I have a lot of information on the modern yeah. horror experience. Oh, okay, great. I'll just say, I don't, I don't remember it super well. I do remember thinking that, like, there were some parts of it that weren't, like, insanely scary and were just kind of cool looking. Sure. Um, and also something that they do that I thought was really creative, which I guess you can say is a spoiler alert for Eastern State Penitentiary, like, actual haunt uh, experience. I bet they still do it. Is that when you're waiting outside online, did you come across this? Which is pretty long. No. Um, There were people who had, like fake grass all over their backs so you don't know that anybody is there no way. and then all of a sudden the the grass on the side of you like comes up that sucks <laughs> yeah. that sucks no it was pretty cool i guess i was far enough away that it, it wasn't like i don't think i got got by that i remember yeah. seeing it though and being like whoa i've never thought of or seen anything like that yeah, it's that like it's like neat. it's literally like guerrilla warfare or something yes. it, yeah because they're basically in like camouflage and they had wearing a ghillie suit laid yes. out on the ground i I, this is where, like, I'm such a schemer. Yeah. I just think, like, if I worked there, right. I would just stay in the grass and lie down. Me too. You know what I mean? Like, just be like, will. be like, yeah, I scared people. Yeah. Of course I did. You just didn't see me. Of course I popped up and scared people. <laughs> if the way I acted at every, like, <laughs> like retail or whatever job like that I've had is in any indication, I would definitely do uh, that, You too. find a place where nobody even knows that you're quietly sitting. Yeah, it's still. Totally a lengthy bathroom break. <laughs> sitting still, not moving. <laughs> as little as possible yes, at yes. all times, pretty much. Um, so how do you want to do this? Should I go first? I, I want to I hear the, the history. Okay. I want to hear the, the real-life stuff. Okay. So I'm going to tell you all of the real-life stuff by way of the MTV show Fear. Oh, good. <laughs> um, because they do address 
the history of it because they got to tell these kids and get mm -hmm. them freaked out. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I decided to just go into that for my information. It's, it sounds to me like you found the uh, take a long bathroom break <laughs> version of doing this show. If, if I may William, be so William. bold as to observe what you've done. William, if it's all spelled out for you within fear, am I going to go clicking around <laughs> elsewhere? It <laughs> seems like there's no need. Why bother reading up about it online at all if they're going to say a little bit on MTV's fear that that's just as good? That's Why should correct. I wash my feet when they're in the soapy water? That's correct. Right. That's exactly yeah. You know what? Yeah. I respect it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so in case anybody doesn't know what MTV Fear is, this was a reality show um, in like 2001 to 2003, I believe, um, where they had a team of six people go to different locations and investigate them. And basically everybody on the team who was left at the end of two days, so it was a, a, a two night extravaganza gets to split a big pot of money people leave yes they'll be like i'm out this is too scary i don't want to do any of this stuff because there are dares that you oh have they're to like do. challenges and the dares okay. suck <laughs> well that's not that surprising that <laughs> no they would it's suck. not but yeah. i can understand why some people would be like i'm out because even if i so like with the dares there's a there's a format to doing these things so it's like it's six people and you'll do these different things in teams of three. So one person stays behind to be the navigator, but they're going to get theirs later, obviously. Um, and then there's kind of like the main person and the safety in case the main person is like, I can't do this, basically. Okay. All right. um, so, yeah, it, it happened where the main person was like, I cannot. And then the safety steps in. And they leave. Wow. I, I think I forgot that if that's you... the format. I, I guess I just thought that it was mm -hmm. people go into a spooky place at night. Right. And and madness ensues. And maybe somebody is dressed like a monster in there or something. But no, there's like a game show like yeah. here. Mm -hmm. It's like you got to do a fear factor thing while you're Pretty in much. there. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, if you want to hear more about it, we talked about fear in episode 76. Oh, uh, Yes. <laughs> well, I did it. I did it. Of course you, I remember. It was, of course, classic episode, Grey Aliens and MTV's Fear. <laughs> when we used to do sensible, yeah. understandably <laughs> diverse episodes all in one. Right. So I covered it and I had found an article that was about, it was like an oral history of fear that was about a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I remember that, yeah. It was very cool. So I recommend checking that out just because it was neat. Um, but for this, I watched just the Eastern State Penitentiary episode and did nothing else. Well done. Thank you. Um, so the episode opens and on screen, we will have six people have been sent to a place they've never been to before to determine if it is haunted. They record their own experience. There is no crew. They are alone. Little bit Blair Witchy. Oh, yeah. it's, it's white text on a black screen. Um, it could just be my my bias, I guess you would say. But it also came out, you know, a handful of years after Blair Witch. And actually, if I remember correctly, I think in that episode 76, I think they were inspired by Blair yes, Witch. Yes, I yeah. think I think we I, I remember talking about mm -hmm. that, which makes a lot of sense, right? Like give yeah. the people their own cameras, mm -hmm. get what you get. Right. It's pretty cool. It's a way to heighten fear for sure. Definitely. Right. Like if you're with an There's entire no crew. crew. Yeah. yeah they, exactly. They had these things they called the clam cam, where it somehow I don't remember exactly now, but it basically um, I think it was something on their shoulders that stuck a camera out in front of them. So you're getting this like very in their face view of yeah. what's going on. And then I guess maybe the safety had like something pointing outward. A little nauseating. It it's like a, a it's like a like a jigsaw trap. <laughs> no, Ring this camera around yes. their head. It definitely is. Some of these things felt a little bit jigsaw-y. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I will be getting to the history within the episode, but just to kind of set the scene, there introducing you to the people who are going to be doing this and it really dated itself because there was a one time at band camp joke while they were introducing people i think it was this guy talking about getting how he gets scared all different places and he was like this one time at band camp and i was like oh my god wow uh, that's a reference from the movie american pie which came out probably in the year 2000 or something what a throwback i know 1999 thank you why do you know that <laughs> your guess is as good as mine <laughs> Oh, you know what? There's that book. I don't know if you've read it. It's like about movies of 1999 and American Pie is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then the same guy later says, I'm going to get my supernatural groove on after this break. He says that? Yeah. 
A star. And he's just a guy. A star is born. Yes. Oh, yeah. good. He's great. Um, so the way that it works, because they don't have a crew or other people, is that they gather in kind of, all these contestants gather in kind of like a nerve center nearby the prison, if not actually in it. I know that they, um, when they go into the prison, they're going outside. So it's at least somewhat separated. And there's a computer with a website that gives them instructions on what to do. Oh, so there's not even like a host. No. That's cool. No, these people really are by themselves. That's pretty cool. I could imagine seeing a modern revival of this. Oh, I would love that. Right? Yeah. I bet we couldn't because of liability and insurance and stuff. I'm sure there are ways no. to solve a lot of those issues. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's true. Um, so... The the prison was built in 1829 in Philly, as we said, and it's infamous for its prisoner rehabilitation, quote unquote, techniques of sensory deprivation and solitary confinement for the prisoners. And unsurprisingly, that led to extreme mental health crises and tons of suicides. Yeah. So it was just like very cruel and unusual. It was almost like an experiment. Like they were like trying something new because that format of prison that we described before, that kind of like asterisk format is not usual by any stretch. They wanted to isolate people from each other as much as they possibly could. So think about it. If some of those spokes are kind of like diagonal from each other, you're not even like hearing those prisoners. No. You're hearing people, I guess, who are like next to you on the row, but everyone is in solitary. It, it's 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 torment. It's inhumane. If, if I remember... Obviously, some of the people in there did horrific things, yeah. but just just theoretically on a high level view it's not right well it's the kind of thing that it, it raises the question of like what is the point of prison mm -hmm. a little bit right like one is the obviously could it be rehabilitation mm -hmm. or is it dangling the threat of punishment for people who might commit crimes mm -hmm. and is it just like well you're removed from society or is it Punishment, 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 punishment. I think at this place, from what I understand, um, it's the last two. It's like you're removed from society and punishment, punishment with kind of a thin veneer of rehabilitation. Because yeah. apparently, like some of the kind of torturous methods they used, they say were ways that were going to train them essentially mm -hmm. to be better. If we uh, isolate you. Right. And you're, you know, we censor. Like think about what you did. Yeah. And we deprive you of all contact with other people. Mm -hmm. You will attain, you know, a higher state of being. <laughs> right. And no, not at all. No, you'll <laughs> go quite mad. Yeah. it's And people do, they still do use solitary, sure. but these people lived in 24 seven solitary yeah. and, um, or not quite 24 seven, I should say, because they would be let out for some meals and stuff. They didn't have like yard time or okay. any of the things we see in like a lot of prison TV shows. There was no recreation, but I guess maybe showering and um, meals, I think, basically, they would come out and get stuff. Yeah. And so there were opportunities for violence because then you're seeing people. And um, in fear, they have little interstitial uh, interviews with an inmate who, who was there. It's like an old dude. And he said that one time, I don't think he says they as in he was doing it. Maybe he did. I don't know what. But um, he said basically that one time a prison guard was beaten so badly there that to take him to get care, they had to put him in a wheelbarrow and like wheel him over to wherever because he just could not move. And it's not like they had like a stretcher on hand or anything. Ugh. And um, he repeatedly says the phrase like uh, when he's describing conditions, he's like, yeah, we didn't have any recreation or anything. Just just doing hard time. He says it's just doing hard time, like a few times. And it's just like very hard time. Just existing. Pretty much. Um, so the guards in turn, in reaction to people like either attacking each other, prisoner on prisoner violence or prisoner on guard violence, came up with these unique and sadistic, really like crazy messed up ways to restrain the prisoners which we will partially get to as i'm telling you the things because spoiler alert the dares are to put yourself into these horrible contraptions that i guess the guards and whoever else came up with do you think that this is real them putting themselves in these contraptions I, like were prisoners put into these things that did that i think so yeah that yeah, came yeah. off to you like a real history thing yeah because i've heard I that will like admit, for this i only watched fear but i have looked into this place before like yeah. after i did the um i know for a fact yeah 
on our uh, spinoff, Go uh, Ghost Adventures Adventures. Mm -hmm. uh, we watched the episode where Zach Bagans and his crew went to the Eastern State Penitentiary. And it's yeah. Presently, it's episode 110 on the Netherworld Dispatch, which mm -hmm. you get to through our Patreon. Yep. Um, no, I've, I've looked into it before, I guess, just because I like weird things. No, my understanding is that... Yes, these are real things that okay. that happened. I only say that because I know that like, and, and maybe this would be worth looking at sometime. But like, when you think of like medieval torture devices, mm -hmm. which each have their own like kind of character of like the rack or yeah. this crazy thing you put on your head and it poked you in the ears. Like I've heard that some of those things were just never real, but mm -hmm. rather kind of concocted for the purposes of grim entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So it would not. I wouldn't necessarily put it past a show like MTV's Fear. Yeah. To be like this is a thing they did here. Now you must do it, but it's totally made up for their entertainment show. Definitely. Well, now I'm not sure, but I thought that they were real. Just someone seeds a doubt in your head. <laughs> <laughs> like you can go, you can go do a day tour. That's not like the haunted house thing of the Eastern state penitentiary. And you can get like a little, um, you can tune into Steve Buscemi, like taking you through and like telling you stuff. I wonder if Steve Buscemi is talking about things like the tranquility chair think perhaps talk to me about the tranquility chair i will in just a moment um so they came up with things like an iron gag they did water torture on the prisoners they used straight jackets and during all this they keep showing reaction shots of the contestants because it seems like they are watching this on a tv like learning the history of the place that they're about to go into and get freaked out and they keep showing this one guy gulping like like every time they're showing something scary and that guy gets put in a very scary situation later. And I was like, Oh boy, this poor, oh, this poor bastard. Like goofy. Yeah. Gosh. Um, they also have talking heads from like psychics and mediums and then also like paranormal investigators and uh, like lo local authors and things like that. And there was a psychic who said uh, upon walking into the place, it's like walking into a coma, like a black hole. Walking into a coma. That's weird. I know. And then another one said, there's such a sense of hostility in this building. The anger, the violence, it's still here within these walls. And I was like, it's big bacon's energy. I, uh, Although a me, little it, bit too well stated. Yes. It almost sounded like, um, it almost sounded like Morticia for a second. Yeah. Start, start the line over and think about okay. Morticia Adams. There's such a sense of hostility in this building. The anger, the violence. It's I love still it here within these walls. Yeah, like right. Getting, like, she would have to be like the anger, the violence, home. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, like I said, they kind of split up, and the first dare that we see is in cell block one, which had something called a tranquil. No, I wrote tranquilizing chair. I think it was tranquility chair, where inmates would be tied incredibly tightly, cutting off security almost to the point of. Uh, excuse me. Cutting off circulation almost to the point of death. Uh -huh. Like they were just completely tied in. So the dare here <sighs> is to sit strapped into the chair and then go into radio silence for basically however long they want. They don't say for an hour, whatever. You just have to wait there and find out how long it is. So the person Ugh. who's doing this is named Irina. And <laughs> like... It's not just straps like on your arms and legs. It's across your face. Oh. So it, and oh, by the way, this is all in like night vision. So you can't really get a sense of color or anything, but it looked like these like kind of thick, but flat grimy ass old straps. And the, her safety, her backup person is the one who tied her in and um, didn't tie her very tightly around the face, but she has just this stuff in front of her face. It probably smelled so bad. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> like they just say that, they, that she's going to be strapped in until further notice from the website. <laughs> and then throughout the show, they give a status update on her at 45 minutes in and then another one at an hour and a half. Okay. And at that point they let her out. Wow. That's crazy. You're just, and it's just in the dark. So you're just in a dark thing strapped in radio silence. Oh, no uh, thanks. And not and the, the whole point of not knowing for how long, that's where that's it starts. That's like the worst. That's where it starts to play on your mind where you're like, I bet they're going to let me out any minute now. And then it's quiet. And since you're strapped, you're like, I don't even know how much time just passed. William, somebody does something for 18 hours. <sighs> They're told that they have to do this thing all day. 
I guess if I were to think about it, I would think that that means 12 hours, maybe sun up to sun down kind of thing. 18 hours. I would have said oh, they have At, to do it all that's, day? I think, what, is, what is it? What do they have to do? They. I'll, I'll zoom to that real quick. They have to... Um, they have to be in a cell. Let me see. They have to sit in... Yes. Like a solitary confinement type Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Okay, they were told that this is the most haunted location in the prison, cell block 12. And um, yeah, for, so the first person who's supposed to do this, they refuse and they say oh god absolutely not i'm i'm not doing this and this guy sharif does it instead he's the safety so he's the backup and this guy seemed very like as you would be anxious like even going to the location because yeah. you're in the you're in the let's call it the nerve center for a while and then they'll say okay um now it's sharif's turn you go out and like god damn doing when and you have the navigator telling you okay turn left turn right and you're in the dark yeah so during that the navigator would be like okay did you turn left and he was like yeah we did we did like he was getting all like not pissy but he was just so anxious, anxious. he was being kind of like for lack of a, a better term just to explain it like rude he was being kind of short with the guy but it's because he was completely freaked out um but sharif says okay like i'll do it and um so the girl who refused goes back to the control center and says that she's never felt that kind of force in her life in this building. And that's why she just had to stop it. And then they talk about um, cell block 12 in particular and like why it's so bad. And they say that people felt uh, like rushes of air coming from nowhere down the hallways near it and into the cells. Who, who did that? That's a good question. <laughs> it's all just, just one long corridor. I heard, I heard you can make a mess at one end of the hall <laughs> and the air will billow all the way all to the other. All the way down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know why we call this place mess hall. Well, guess what? People have also seen misty formations. Let me put it this way. It doesn't have anything to do with the chow. <laughs> <laughs> the chow <laughs> oh god that's so funny um and so during this they go back to the former inmate and he gives just kind of like a little blurb about what solitary is life like and says that he would sometimes hear music or hear people talking but then he would look outside his cell and it was just pitch black and no one was there and there was no real music there he's just like he he said the walls were just closing in on you, just doing hard time. What kind of music, you think? I don't know. Right? Classical. Find nothing but faith in nothing. One for my tender heart in a blender. That would like, be so comforting. And then Eve. They're that, playing Eve Six. Yeah, Eve yeah. Six, and that they, they that they weren't even a band yet. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god. This place really is at some sort of nexus <laughs> outside, of time. Outside and time. <laughs> this is crazy. So, it's a beautiful day. Don't oh, let God. it get away. I really dislike that song. That that would drive me slowly mad if they were piping that into. I have, I have a story about that song. I can't tell you on the show. Okay, you tell me later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Um. So Sharif stays in there for eighteen hours, and then when a teammate goes back to get him, he's not even talking when they're asking him questions. It's kind of messed up. Like they're like, "Oh man, it's probably really scary, right?" And he's just like not talking. And then they get outside and then he's finally like, um, oh no, excuse me. First they do a very weird thing. So um, he's not answering the teammate. And then the person who is the navigator back in their center is saying, all right, guys, uh, you know, come in, you'll go this way. And they're like, guys, guys, because nobody's answering. And then MTV cuts to a bunch of clips of the security cameras, like the overhead that catch them doing things of just the totally empty building. Yeah. So it's like Sharif and teammate guy have completely disappeared. Oh, and I was like, Ooh, what kind of like yarn are they weaving here? And they completely abandon it. They That's do nothing weird. with it. They come back from commercial and they just show the two guys walking outside the building to get back to the control center. That's just cheap. Cheap yeah. post-production tactic to make sure people stick around after the commercial. 100%. That's I, it. It's shocking to me that you wouldn't even... It's um, that bald, yeah. You know, just do button it up with something. Have them be like, sorry, I was in the john. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you gotta have some explanation, otherwise it just feels really grubby. Yeah, I, I was very surprised. And finally, when they get outside, Sharif is like... 
man, I entered that room as a regular person and I came out as a believer. There's definitely something going on in there. Like none of this is my deal, but that was so, so weird. So do you think he was not talking when he was in there because he was sort of wigging out? Yeah, I think he was kind of like processing being out again after 18 hours. Yeah. That's a really long time. That is really crazy. I think he just was like readjusting to maybe being with somebody and just, I don't know, activity all of a sudden, you know, and just kind of gathering your bearings. Because I don't think they were walking forever with him silent. It was probably just a few minutes. Like Eastern State is you know it, it's it's abandoned mm-hmm. sort of right i mean like they're, they're yeah, they only it, it's not a pr- an active prison anymore they and it's like it crumbling and, and stuff mm-hmm. so like I, you know to what extent do you feel comfortable just because you're doing a show there like right. do you really believe that mtv's fear ran every possible safety check on stuff like I still wouldn't no. be totally comfortable going in here there's no way that they've got this entire place on lockdown enough that it's like we know that none of the walls will crumble around you if you lean on them the wrong way absolutely not especially from reading that oral history that's in again episode 76 it was extremely unsafe and unregulated like this was a really weird show yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's freaky deaky and 18 hours is like it's almost obscene like that is that is a crazy thing shocked that's a crazy thing to put somebody through unless it's not true of course i know i thought that too but i don't know i think it is I don't know. There are just so many other people there and everything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it seems... I don't know. I think it, I think it is. Yeah, okay. Um, so speaking of unregulated, unsafe, whatever, um, the dare that I was getting to in cell block 12 is with this dude, Mark. Mark is the guy who I said that they kept cutting to when they were showing the history of the building. Yeah. Who they just kept seeing go like, gulp. Okay, they have him put on the iron gag... <laughs> which it's explained was used if a prisoner mouthed off so it was almost like washing your mouth out with soap in a way you know what i mean it's like specific to it's a punishment that they made to fit the crime so if like a prisoner was like being an asshole or something uh like verbally they did the iron gag hey warden a sphincter yeah. says what <laughs> all right enough with you <laughs> to the iron gag room so an iron bit, of course, went in their mouth. And then there were these straps attached to it that went around to tie your hands in the back upward behind your back. And if you squirmed and wiggled, those pulled on the bit in your mouth, Ooh. making it even more uncomfortable. Weird. And this guy has to put it on and put it in his mouth. <laughs> Now this part I don't really I mean this can't uh, be it's not it's not the it's original be a, repl- a yeah. replica or something it just can't be but even yeah. still I wouldn't be expecting to put something in my mouth I, if I, I was going to something like this I'm assuming it's a reasonably new reasonably clean appliance I think it has to be yeah. um but I still would be like I have to put it in my mouth yeah. like you um and this one is not for long maybe because it's mouth because that's so weird and gross they don't even give status reports like they did with arena at like 45 and an hour and an hour and a half somebody comes to take it off of him after an indeterminate amount of time but i think they'd be putting a they'd be making a big deal out of it if it was like forever um but he still has to stay a, alone in the room for a while okay and then when he's allowed out on the way back that's when he gets arena out of that tranquility chair okay and she's allowed to go um and at this point i was like you know it's kind of weird the show is called fear nobody seems super scared or anything it's really just kind of like ugh, i have to do this yeah Duh. mtv's uncomfortability pretty much yeah it's 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 a little bit low on the screaming and stuff but again like you know that's all right um so i went a little bit out of order here let me just find yeah i wanted about the tranquility chair that no i told you about the tranquility chair didn't i that's what she got strapped into and had the gross stuff on her face oh that was the face thing oh okay there's nothing tranquil about that no it's but it's trying to make you tranquil because Uh. you're stuck in one place okay really messed up um so okay another dare which is fun and it's another thing that somebody the first one who's supposed to do it ditched out on is to go to a cell block and try to use auto writing to contact the spirits there and they said that this block housed the most infamous prisoner there but no that's al capone so i don't know what they're talking about um this is just a random dude who if anybody messed with him they uh he would cut their throat Uh, that is a pretty bad guy it is definitely a bad guy but 
Al Capone's definitely the most infamous. So all they had to do is go into this room and try to pretend to write ghost stuff? Yes, They but got off light? They kind of did, but there were a bunch of rats in there. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> not, a t but like just organically in the prison. There's like just rats in this place. Yeah. And the first person who's supposed to go in there, she's like freaked out about the rats and then something falls on her head. Ah! And she's like, nope, I'm out. And she's the one who just goes straight home. Oh. She's like, I'm absolutely done. And so then a different guy named Ricky goes in and he starts to do, or no, he goes in, he's going to do it. And the navigator explains that auto writing is letting the spirit use your body to communicate a message and tells the guy to use his non-dominant hand and repeat the following invocation okay. before going into the auto writing question. So he has to say out loud, I sense a presence in the room that wishes to come forward. I invoke thee to make your presence known. Use my body as a vehicle with which to communicate. Cool. Then he asks questions and then just like you're just supposed to like basically let your hand move of essentially its own accord and see what happens. So he says, are you alone? And he gets the answer. No. He says, are you angry? We're here. And he gets, I need help. And then he gets, what's it like to be dead? And they don't say the answer, which is annoying. <laughs> they just like cut to something else, I guess. That's weird. It is. Weird. So wait, his his hand wrote out these things. Yes. Hmm. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Did it look like one like a baby? They don't signs, even show it. Like a baby signs like a birthday card. Probably they don't even show it. Okay. They just tell he'll he'll ask the question and then he's just kind of like, you can see his hand sort of going and then he'll be like, no, huh? Okay, are you angry? We're here or this whatever. Is, this is bull. It's bull. <laughs> um. So he also has to stay in there for a little while, even after that, just to kind of get freaked out. MTV's bull. <laughs> And then they tell him he can get out, but there's no, he tries to go and there's no latch to leave on the inside. <laughs> and so they That's say, funny. oh, we can't come get you because we have to monitor Sharif. It's clearly just to get TV and get him yeah. freaked out. Mm -hmm. So he starts like kicking the door and freaking out. And then they're like, okay, we're sending somebody to get you. And then they That's great. get him out. That's great. Um, the final dare is that um, he... Excuse me, the, the final dare when all the teammates are back together is that they are told that they have to go all together to the isolation chamber, which they need to find themselves by map. And once they're there, they'll, they're told they'll find a body bag that one of them has to open. And when they do, it's the money get, they get to split. Cool. Hell yeah, they made it. Money in a body bag. That's pretty yeah, cool. Totally. I like that. Yep. So... That's a very successful ending. How many? Yeah. One walked away, two? Yeah, I think one. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they said how much the kitty was. Yeah, this is weird. That's actually not a good thing. What? You want your fellow contestants to get so scared they walk so that your cut gets bigger. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Uh -huh. Okay. So smaller shares. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. That's interesting. MTV's fear, huh? What'd mm -hmm. you think? It was fun. It was fun? You liked it? Yeah, it was fun. I realized I did a real... I didn't talk about Al Capone as far as the history, and that's a big one. Al Capone was there, uh -huh. and his jail cell was much it was much bigger. It was not these teeny weeny solitary ones. Yeah, and he was able to have like nice stuff in there. He had like a nice bed. He had like a desk and a, a writing lamp or whatever, and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was like furnished, mm -hmm. which is very very strange. Yes, um, but I got he was the big guy, the right. big guy on campus. So mm -hmm. way to go, Al. Yeah, good for you, Al. Wherever you are, Al. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to tell you about some um, absurd. Um, I mean, I, I don't really believe anything that you just told me. Of course. But more overtly fake stuff. Great. Is what I'll be talking about in just a minute. But before we do that, we want to remind everybody who's listening right this second mm -hmm. that if you're enjoying this show, we'd greatly appreciate it if you would consider spreading the word. Yes. Write a post, write a tweet, tell your friends. Anything that you do helps boost the profile of Guide to the Unknown. Mm -hmm. It makes us healthier, happier. And it increases our spread of influence. Yes, it's we really appreciate it so much when you do that. So if you think of it, we would love it if you told somebody about Guides to the Unknown. Mm -hmm. And a great way to do that is by leaving reviews, mm -hmm. just like Johnny Blaze 666 did. Oh, hell yeah. Saying, love the podcast. First heard Will's work on the Tell em Steve Dave Halloween podcast mm -hmm. last year. Been a fan of Guide to the Unknown ever since. Nice. 
Nice. That's Boom. awesome. Thank you, Johnny Blaze 666. Thank you, Johnny Blaze. And thank you to anybody who leaves us a review or does any of the things we just ask people to do because yep. it's it's very appreciated. And uh, just to give a, a little nudge about the future, I was working with uh, Walt Flanagan and Get Him Steve Dave last night yep. on a Halloween show for this year. So we did a lot of That's recording. Awesome. More to be done. Uh, but we got a fun show in the works coming up for Halloween. Yay! Oh, and this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I am driven by uh, a number of things, two of them being depression and anxiety. We've talked about it a little bit on the show before. Every so often I find myself in a low that I just can't escape, or I'm, you know, lying up in bed, driving myself wild, thinking about all these fears, all of these things that, you know, might fall apart, or how the world is still just so uncertain. And I know I'm not alone in that. And you know what has really helped for me? Therapy. Bit by bit, therapy starts to provide you with tools to make your life better, smoother, and to drive yourself a little less wild going forward. And I love the idea of having a professional confidant who you can say exactly what you're thinking about, exactly how you're feeling to, and number one, they will not judge you, and in fact, they have the expertise to be able to help you get through those moments and identify the things that are making you so uncomfortable. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GTTU today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash G-T-T-U. You owe it to yourself. All right. And uh, you can also, if you want to support Guide to the Unknown, you like what you're hearing. We've already referenced uh, the Netherworld Dispatch a couple of times. Yep. That's because we actually do two podcasts. Mm -hmm. Guide to the Unknown is the one that goes out on public feeds everywhere. But the Netherworld Dispatch is exclusive to Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Yeah. Um, Patreon has been an awesome platform where we can create basically any kind of show that we want mm -hmm. and people are able to back the show and get access to that extra podcast. Yeah. So find a tier that fits. Uh, we've, we're doing the show every single Monday, the Netherworld dispatch. So if you become a demon tier member, you're going to get a, an exclusive episode every single week, but there are other tiers as well. If, uh, you uh, uh, need one of the lower tiers, you can get a show every month. Yeah. Every couple of weeks. Yep. And just to, to tantalize further, the most recent episode of the Netherworld Dispatch that's out, we called our 2023 Movie Marathon. Yeah, we did a whole bunch of different movie reviews slash discussions, whatever you want to call it. We talked about The Unbinding. Mm -hmm. We talked about Talk to Me and... And uh, Cobweb. Was Cobweb. The Nun 2. Oh, right. The Nun 2. How could yeah. you forget The Nun 2? I pretty much did. <laughs> I didn't see it. Will told me about it. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you forgot you did see it. And it's that forgettable. William. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we go into each one of those things, which is super fun. Greg yeah. and Dana Newkirk. Yes. Obviously of Hellier and the Haunted Objects podcast. Their, mm -hmm. their recent movie. The Unbinding, which was super, super fun. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, some things that people have had interest in us talking about uh, for a while now. Talk to me, which was like mm -hmm. a sort of like surprise hit this year. Yeah. And Cobweb, which I think is like a sleeper. It was a surprise hit for me. A total surprise. Yeah. Like these are some like really out there, fun, scary movies. Yep. Uh, and we had, I don't know, I had a really good time talking about all of them. So if you're interested, go check those out. Mm -hmm. uh, that show plus... I mean, more than a hundred other episodes yeah. waiting for you. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some made up stuff. Let's do it. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's stay in the, let's stay in the TV show realm. Okay. Just for a minute. Okay. What? So I, I also mentioned actually, well, I, here we're, we're on this, right? Netherworld dispatch episode 110 mm -hmm. is ghost adventures adventures where we watch an episode of ghost adventures and talk about it. Uh, this is uh, uh, on on uh, in Zach Bagan's world. It's season two, episode six. Yeah. Of Ghost Adventures, where they go to the Eastern State Penitentiary, mm -hmm. and uh, I revisited my notes, revisited a little bit of the show to refresh myself. And and here did you find few... yourself refreshed? <sighs> Was it a nice, cool dip into a calm pond? N uh, calm is wrong. Yeah. Um, this is early on in Ghost Adventures where Zach is very much trying to abrasively uh, confront <laughs> evil spirits. 
So um, this is here. Here's some of the stuff that, quite frankly, is in episode one ten of the Netherworld Dispatch. But we're on Guide to the Unknown right now. Yeah, I think it's worth reading some of these again to revisit the way that Zach Bagans presented himself. I'm very interested to hear this. such a long time. So Zach Bagans goes into Al Capone's cell, mm-hmm. and he now a lot of what he'll do when he goes into a haunted place, he'll go like. All right, boy. You know how Peter Venkman goes? That's right, boys. It's Dr. Venkman. Dr. Venkman. He does that. Or he's yeah. like, I'm the new guard. Right. Anyone got a problem with me? I'd love to hear about it. Like, he tries to he rile always, up. He role plays. The dead. So he goes into Al Capone's cell and goes, all right, Alfonso. Whew. I'm taunting Al Capone. <laughs> I'm like, glad you're doing this. I don't remember this at has all. Has an out-of-body experience for a moment. He's like... Yeah, I just did that, like that kind of energy. I'm taunting Al Capone. What am I, nuts? How nasty would a spirit be to taunt a tough guy like you? So nasty. Uh, And then he hears a sound. He hears some sound somewhere of an unexplained source. He goes, is that all you can do? Just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. I'm not going anywhere. And I picture him like laying back on Al Capone's bed <laughs> with his hands behind his head. Sounds like it was comfy enough. I guess. Uh, comfy enough he for Al. had a Tempur-Pedic. Yep. Uh, and a then uh, there are plenty of jokes about uh, taking uh, Zach's little stoolie, Aaron, who seems very nice. I know. I love He's just, Aaron. His, his, his persona on the show is as yes. the little boy who's friends with Zach almost. It is, definitely. And uh, they hear about... Uh, uh, a guard who was attacked in a shower, I think. Oh God, I remember this now. Yeah. And then, and Zach's like, "All right, Aaron, I think I know where you're going. Like, good luck yeah, in the shower." Sort of like at the mercy of of Zach's whims. I believe when we did um, PhenomenaCon, which is Greg and Dana New yeah. online um, con, basically a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I referred to Aaron as like a Renfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which then, makes. And then people got mad. Yeah, people, we got, people, got, people got mad at us yeah. about talking about Zach Bagans. People made fun of Bagans all the time in the group for um, the museum. We were right. Yes, we were. I stand my ground. I do too, but it was scary, kind of. Um, but so he uh, he basically makes like a bunch of like, don't drop the soap type jokes to <laughs> yeah. Aaron, which is weird. It's so weird. Uh, and uh, Because also when you're grounding this in like, there were real people here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and there are ghosts now sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. The, I don't know. It's not very. It's not a. It's not a cool joke. No, is basically what I'm saying. No, yeah. it's one. It's played. I would say it's also. It, it's it's just so tired. How many times have you heard don't don't drop the soap? Mm-hmm. Whoever said that the first time should be getting residuals. You're absolutely off of right. everyone using this joke. Yes, you know. Yes, they should be like a king. Yes, but so at some point, Zach. Uh, <laughs> Zach, he goes yelling out just into the halls. He goes. I unlocked all your cells. You know what that means, right? Time to come out and beat up the new guard. <laughs> well, who's the new guard? Probably the guy who's carrying this. And I think he's got like a, a ring of keys or something uh-huh. like that. And nothing, nothing happens. Of course, it <laughs> no phantoms come out to jump him, and no evidence oh, is God. discovered of any sh- shape or form. You know, if so- if something did happen, you could knock me over with a feather. Yeah, yeah. He continues, because it never stops. Yes. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm the guard. See that? You can come on out. I want the strongest guy in here. You can have bragging rights, because I'm the new guard. <laughs> Keeps saying it. Keeps <laughs> hitting that note. Are you looking at me? It sounds like he framed it like he's doing something new. He's like, you know what we're going to do here? It's like the same thing you've been doing? Same thing you do every <laughs> single week, Mr. Bagans. Um, you looking at me? Do you have a shank? Here's my neck. Do it. He puts his neck out. Anybody looking at me in here? He like peeks into a room. It's like it's like I know I, I know I've hit this note a million times, but like every time I read this, it, it just it comes back yeah. fresh. It's like there's never been a safer environment to pick a fight than, Absolutely. than an in an empty, empty room. Yeah, completely. And I've hit this note. Yeah. Um, a guy who's like, oh, here's my neck. Shank me. Oh, is extremely awesome. confident that he's not going to get shanked. Yes. That is somebody who does not believe in ghosts. No. Who's like, here's my neck. Exposed. No. <laughs> That's a, well, it's insane. 
And then the whole thing ends. I actually do think he believes in ghosts. I don't think he thinks that they're going to do something physical like that. Good though. point. All right, fine. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that at I best. Think he yes, at best. <laughs> but I don't think he thinks that there is any danger of him being physically shanked yeah. in the neck. So the whole thing what is a like, guy. what a show, what a show, what a showman. I know we got to do a ghost adventures adventure soon. Show. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the whole thing ends with a whimper, uh -huh. um, cause they stay overnight. And then when the sun comes up, Zach has to say, his like Jerry Springer's final thoughts to yeah. like bring it all full circle. <laughs> yeah. But his, all he says, he goes, all right, guys, you know, let's not commit any crimes. Uh, to get locked down in, in prison for a little while. <laughs> and they walk off into the sunrise. It's like it's amazing the we roll me. credits millionaire. How does that get like edited? <laughs> it's so crazy. It's, like it's, every time. I'm never anytime we watch Ghost Adventures, I'm like never not amazed at his voiceover uh -huh. with like mixed metaphors or mixed tenses. Yes. Like it's just nuts. It's a mess. Yeah. So, couple that with a different show who went to um, the Eastern State Penitentiary, mm -hmm. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. So, this is, uh, if anybody's not familiar, they take a believer and a skeptic. That's Ryan and Shane, mm -hmm. uh, who go to different haunted locations. And Ryan essentially seems like he believes just about everything. Yeah. Shane seems like he doesn't believe anything. And so the needle doesn't really move one way or the other mm -hmm. necessarily, but it's interesting. A standout scene and they're that funny. I, they're funny. Yes. And yeah. they're very funny. It's yeah, like, it's it, fun. It's very, uh, it, it reminds me of us a little bit because yeah. it's sort of just like having a good time yep. with spooky stuff. It's like us on location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, the one scene that I thought was really worth talking about is a moment where they use a spirit box. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we've toyed with a little bit on shows here and there, where it's literally, it sweeps radio stations and it supposedly occasionally like different stations will line up and you'll hear a word. Right. Right. So you might stand in a room while this thing's going like, talk about being overstimulated by the way. Yeah. That is brutal. It's just a constant radio yeah. static. And they go, is there anyone here with us? And you might hear like, yep. You're really good at that. And it's like, I heard yep. Yeah. And like, well, but you, you also heard a lot of other stuff too. Right. And it was just an interesting moment where Ryan and Shane, Ryan thinks he hears all these things. And then Shane is going like, who figured this out? Uh -huh. Like who figured out that sweeping radio state? Like who's... Yeah. Who determined that this is ghost doing this? Right. And like they it's end like, up. Isn't it like Frank, not Gorshin, Frank something. Not Gorshin. There's he was the Riddler the... on Batman 1966. I know. It's something Frank that ends with an A-N or an I-N, I think. But no, he made something called a Frank's box, which is kind of like the original right, spirit true, true, box. True. And there are a very limited number of them out in the world. And again, I don't know why we're talking about them so much. But anyway, Greg and Dana Newkirk have one of the original ones. <laughs> you just, you just. <laughs> just. I just can't. You're enamored. Myself. <laughs> I am. I'm very taken. Yes. Yeah. But so they're standing in the middle of the Eastern State Penitentiary. It's dark. They can't see anything. And the conversation they're having is about how trustworthy this kind of equipment is and mm -hmm. what does it really mean. And I thought that was like it was a it was a more honest depiction of people trying out ghost hunting and really talking about what it's like to be doing it. Yeah. And questioning the kind of evidence that they were supposedly getting. And so mm -hmm. for that reason, I just thought it was. That well, cool. far more trustworthy than Zach Bagans. Yeah. I now, think. I did look up uh, places. I wanted to see like an Eastern State Penitentiary movie. Mm. And I'm, I feel like there's probably something out there. Yeah. But more than that, I found things that were filmed at Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, okay. And that's why I'm going to talk to you for a second about Tina Turner. I did not expect that, but great. Neither did I. Happy to hear it. I have some inf interesting information for you. So what did Tina do? Tina Turner shot a music video for her song, One of the Living, oh. at East Eastern State Penitentiary. Now, for the most part, she's just there. Uh-huh. But something interesting happens. She's like in you know, like the rubble of like a prison. Pantsless, I would imagine. I believe so. She's yes. always showing her games off. That's right. With good reason. Um uh, it's for the soundtrack for the movie Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Okay. Which was surprising. So it's intercut with footage of Mel I, Gibson. Isn't she like in that? I think so. Yeah. yeah I've never seen it. I haven't either. Um, but then someone else appears. A big buff guy with, uh, I'm, I'm going to say like soaked in sweat or gleaming with oil. Okay. Um, playing the saxophone. Oh. Yes. 
it's the buff guy from the beginning of the Lost Boys. Do you know what I I'm talking remember. about? I've only seen Lost Boys once. He is notorious. I guarantee you, listeners out there, being like that guy. Okay. He is like an icon. He's this huge, like bodybuilder guy, just wailing on a sax. <laughs> like I think that thing started out as a piccolo, but when he was blowing into it, it got all distended and became a saxophone. Yeah, right. Just the force. So I did a little research on the guy because I was like, "Is this the guy from the Lost Boys?" Uh-huh. So listen to this bit of trivia. <clears throat> His name is Tom. Capello, the saxophone player. In 2021, Tim Capello, Tim was featured in the Netflix docuseries Warn Stories, in which he tells about his relationship to his codpiece. Okay. First given to him by Tina Turner as a symbol of strength in the face of the ups and downs of the music business. What? And the saxophone's regard or lack thereof, in popular music. What? Tina Turner, he like worked with her, I guess, a lot, and then did The Lost Boys and became an icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tina Turner gifted him with, I suppose, some sort of like a a golden (laughs) codpiece. And this was a fabled codpiece. Was this all jokey, do you know? I have no idea. Like, was the tone of this almost like, you know, Nicolas Cage talking about swear words or whatever? That's a great question. And was Tina also joking? No, it's a codpiece that's a symbol of the strength in the face of strength in the face of the ups and downs. I wouldn't say it's the face. It's not the face. Yeah, it's the groin. What? Anyway, uh, so Tina Turner did a music video. Cool. That's really all. That's all that was until I saw the word codpiece. Fine by me. And then I I had stars in my eyes for a moment. (laughs) Did we talk about Tina Turner on the show last week? I can't remember if this was actually on the show or if you and I were just talking about it, about how I saw a clip of Tina Turner coming out for Oprah's birthday. It was some big birthday. And it was presented like, oh, yes, Oprah's favorite artist, Tina Turner. And then Oprah didn't know the words to the song. Yeah. Yeah, that rings a bell. Wayne. Um, I mean, Garth in Wayne's World. 12 Monkeys was filmed there. Oh, okay. Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis. I've never seen it. It looks unpleasant. Um, a movie called Animal Factory. Okay. <laughs> directed by Steve Buscemi. Oh. Now, you mentioned Steve Buscemi because yeah. he does the voice of the audio-guided tour. Well, he yeah. directed a movie, um, uh, which, uh, according to Wikipedia, Animal Factory relied heavily on Eastern State in its portrayal of a prison in a state of advanced decaying. Hmm. But then I found by looking uh, at information about Animal Factory, it was filmed in a completely different place. Hmm, interesting. So it gets thin until you reread what I just said to you. <laughs> Animal Factory relied heavily on Eastern State in its portrayal of a prison. Okay. So it's just inspired by. That's I guess. the flimsiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. They must have filmed. They must. There must be like an exterior shot or, or something. Maybe. Yeah. Now talk about. I wonder f- what came first, the chicken or the egg with uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. Did he yeah. love it? And so he made a movie there and then. Right. I, I don't or know. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen <laughs> from 2008. <laughs> having, uh, having been distracted. This is from IMDb Trivia or something. Okay. Phillyonscreen.com. I, I lied. Great. Having been distracted from his college studies by otherworldly duties, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox's characters race across the river to take shelter in the crumbling Eastern State Penitentiary. That makes sense because when I worked in Princeton at a salon, Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf were filming at Princeton University. Is that right? Yes, for oh, Transformers. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like a great place to take shelter is in a crumbling building. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem ideal, but... It's like already perforated. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's weird. Right. No, it is. It All is. right. Now I want to talk to you about Halloween nights at Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah. I thought this is kind of neat because also it's, it's literally happening right now as yeah. we're uh-huh. talking and I knew that you had gone there. Yeah. So here's what the experience is like today. Cool. All right. So you can get <laughs> different days cost different amounts. Uh-huh. It's nice and cheap if you want to go on a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, so like peak hours. If you go on like a Tuesday. It's only going to cost you 40 bucks to get in. Yeah. Easy peasy. Peak, peak days, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. you're looking at 60 to get in. Yeah. Okay? Or if you pony up another 30 bucks, $90 gets you the VIP treatment. Oh. 
Oh. It was with the VIP treatment. It's is. like people poking you. <laughs> you don't pay extra to get the poke. <laughs> I, I assure you. Um, extras. Admission to the speakeasy at Al Capone's cell. That's fun. This is a bar. Yeah. And the Bloodline Lounge. Oh. Which is uh, a, another bar. Oh. Okay. Two bars. Yeah. And you get a complimentary drink at each. So Al Capone's Lounge is like 1920s Fun. style, like flappers. Yeah. And the Bloodline Lounge is like vampire themed. That's cool. Kind of neat. Yeah. Um, Hope they got can... a mocktail there for me. They do. I saw mocktails. Oh, I know. Good. I thought that that was pretty it's responsible. It's more of a thing. It is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Mm -hmm. um, you can get a, a flashlight tour. This is an add-on. This is not included in your VIP. Yeah. Where you can see, uh, uh, you can walk around in the dark mm -hmm. uh, and see creepy places like the operating theater inside the prison, which is kind of neat. That is cool. And you get to keep the flashlight. Oh, not nice. bad. Yeah. Uh, I watched a promo on YouTube. Uh -huh. So it's just like performers like, Ugh, like getting up to the. I know. I follow. I don't know if you follow them on YouTube. Do you follow Attractions 360? I don't know. It's just somebody who goes to like all these different things and films them. And that's what it is. It'll, so it's like all Halloween horror nights and stuff. And it'll just be like, I don't know, somebody dressed like a scary baby being like, like <laughs> get away from me, scary baby. <laughs> I don't want this. I know. But I, uh, it, mostly it was. I'll be honest, unremarkable. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Except somebody had a line. Uh huh. And I think it was improvised. Ready? Oh, God. Come on in, but keep your hands to yourselves. You have no idea where we've been. And I assure you, it's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gross. It's definitely improvised. Pretty, it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. I assure you. It, it ran out of steam. They were doing pretty well. You have no idea where we've been. And I assure you, it's pretty gross. Where were you? <laughs> that was so gross. That weird. <laughs> That's really funny. How strange is that? There's a. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, so I'll, funny. I'll, I assure I'll, you, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I assure you, it's pretty gross. I took a look at some of the attractions uh -huh. that are there, and there are many. Yeah. As you do, so they've got like an interactive map on their website, which is easternstate.org. So. It's the hub and spoke thing. So there's the center room and all the various hallways sort of jutting out mm -hmm. from it. It almost seems like every single one of those hallways is its own completely encapsulated yeah. event or space. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on here. I counted. It was long. I counted I remember, right? 18 different types of experiences you can have if you go. Mm -hmm. We're not sponsored. I just think no. this is kind of neat. And some of them are amusing. Yeah. So this first one I wrote down, and this is like this is their terminology. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like they're like sales terminology, which is simultaneously like I get I get why this would sell you to go, but what does this mean? Right. The first one that I wrote down is called Delirium, a 3D haunted house. I'm sick of going to all those 2D haunted houses. <laughs> you know what I wonder if it is I one of the things I remember is yeah something kind of like that where there were like kind of hologram things coming out of the walls. And then I did not like this. Um, you walk through one of those tubes that's like spinning around Oh, there's a hologram room to, or a, oh, okay. like a kaleidoscope room. That mm -hmm. sounds like that. Maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. So they say, take a mind-altering trip through a murky neon jungle where nothing is... It was is very neon. Nothing is quite as it seems. I think it was that. Oh, and then this is what you said before with the ghillie suits. Uh -huh. Menacing, camouflaged creatures emerge from their hiding places as the world you thought you knew shrinks away. <laughs> that it's terrifying, it's threatening. I, yeah. I bring back the world I thought I knew. Please, where is it? Yeah, bring me home. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> It's like very violent language. Yes. The world you the, thought you knew. Like yeah. none of these are just phrases like it's kind of cool and spooky and you can leave whenever you want. No, the world you <laughs> thought you knew shrinks. That's like existential. It's like waking up in the matrix. Yes. <laughs> like I'll never be the same again. Yeah. The speakeasy at Al Capone's vault. Uh, uh, VIP Al Capone's cell. Yeah. Al Capone's vault would have nothing in it. Right. <laughs> VIP admission only. Prohibition themed cocktail lounge unbundle your nerves at this cozy little hideaway grab a drink and get serenaded by our undead lounge singers uh Sorry. one complimentary drink included this is the That's kind fine. of thing like talk about sensory overload yeah i love the idea of there almost being like a safe place to go yeah where you can yeah. just sit in a chair in the corner just like pull it together for a minute if i'm honest that's what i always actually want like yeah. i don't want to go to 
Universal Horror Nights and be bombarded? No. I want to sit in a corner right. and observe it and leave whenever I'm done. Well, Will, you and I have done in the past, and we'll be doing again this year, as long as everything works out, a drive through haunt. That's true. Now, yes. That... We're, we're seated. Yes. We are safely sequestered away. Yep. That's yeah, my that's, speed. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right with me. Mm -hmm. uh, the Crypt, a haunted house wade through the mist and into the lair of an ancient vampire clan. The creatures that live within require a sacrifice. Uh -oh. Watch your step, or the queen and her bloodthirsty minions might mark you as their next offering. No! Yes! Oh. <laughs> okay. How about this? This sounds like an us thing. Yeah. S'mores and lore. Oh, come on. This is evidently fairly recent uh -huh. as an addition. Campfire ghost stories. After a long day, nothing beats gathering around the fire. Roast some s'mores and listen close. Flickering projections light up the night with terrifying tales, and our cadre of camp counselors share some ghost stories of their own. That sounds great. This is just being a fly on the wall while people tell stories and you eat candy? Yeah. <laughs> this is great. That's awesome. That one, that one uh, totally rules. Can I stay here? Now back to some aggression. Yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> Uh, as sleep paralysis sets in, there's yeah. no escaping the terrors that lurk in the shadows. Mr. Sandman conjures up a menagerie of frightening personalities, all dead set on trapping you in your worst nightmares forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, great. Well, that sucks. I can't wait. Ah, my life's over. <laughs> So and then here's, here's the last thing that uh, I, I want to share with you here. This is from their uh, frequently asked questions. And I, and I, I thought this was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. So they have a, a section here. Uh, they forbid podcasting and, and recording like shows when mm -hmm. you're in there, but you can like record video and stuff. Yeah. But this was an interesting question on their FAQ. Can I conduct a paranormal investigation? Mm. Paranormal investigations, including the use of mediums and EVP recorders or other pieces of paranormal investigation equipment, are not permitted at Eastern State Penitentiary. Interesting. Eastern State does not allow third parties to conduct unauthorized events or sell tickets. Ba 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 ba. Thank you for your understanding. Interesting. But there are like, I feel like there are like two ways to read that. It's yeah. Like you may not. Why are you allowed to film? Right. But you cannot bring an EV, an EMF reader. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, what are they hiding? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that nothing's going on. There's, no, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. The worst thing that's happening is someone is dressed like a 1920s, like a Gomez Adams man, being like razzmatazz, fellow freaks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's all. Oh my that's God. all it is. Huh. And then I like How disappointing. I liked this question a lot. Is it scary? Yes. That's what I wrote. It says yes. It is scary. More or less it says yes, but... It sounds scary. But here, check this out. This uh -huh. is what you were sort of alluding to before. <clears throat> For an even scarier experience, grab a glow necklace on your way into oh, the festival. Yeah. Okay. To opt in for true interactivity. Mm -hmm. Anyone wearing a glow necklace may be grabbed... Way. No physical touch, please. Get lost. Razzmatazz guy. Yeah. Don't touch me. No. Sent into hidden passageways. Oh. That I'm into. Yeah. That I'm pretty cool. really into. Yeah. And even temporarily separated from their group. No. I would die. No. I would just die. No, I, no, I remember no, anytime no, no. I went to haunted houses, uh, I, guess, I think it was with um, our friend Mike a lot. I was just gripping his arm. Like, I just didn't want him to let go of me. No, don't like it. Don't like God. that at all. Yeah. But I do love the idea that you might have this, like, very singular experience. I, this this yeah, is cool. cool. The idea that they might be like, you make a left while the other was make a right. That's neat. I yeah. would want us to say together as our group all makes a left together. Uh -huh. something. But yeah. I love the idea of seeing an exclusive channel a yeah, little exclusive passageway mm -hmm. that to me is like storytelling yeah that is cool i want to see that stuff yeah for sure there's a side quest but don't touch me no way there's got to be i don't know what the flag needs to be for don't touch me right. but show me but the secret me passage there. yeah because i want that yeah that's neat uh they do say this need a breather between scares visiting with some faint of heart friends Halloween nights also features less intense experiences like historic tours, yeah. themed bars, lounges, live performances, and more. I, I honestly, again, 
We are not sponsored by that. I know I know. I just read like the promotional website for a thing. But I, I really think it, it seems like it's creatively done. And they also have a oh, whole yeah. thing about like where do the proceeds go. And it's it like was, they oh, pay their performers yeah. one. They mm -hmm. pay like the people who are conducting this. But they also like work on preserving historic spaces. That. Yep. Like it. it I, I was I was actually like really kind of charmed and Im impressed by it. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a museum in a sense. It's a way of maintaining history. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that they sort of have come up with this scalable approach mm -hmm. for like, maybe you want to go and you want to have a relatively cerebral experience, do the walking tour. Yeah. Do the, they have like a big like bar graph mm -hmm. thing, like like classic museum fair where you can yeah. learn about history. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to be, you know, the razzmatazz freak. Yeah. You can go to the scare zones. Right. You know, like it, it's it's whatever you want to make of it. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. Totally. Especially given how much space they have and how it is. The building the is designed layout. with all these segmented things. So why not? Yeah. Why take not? advantage of that and have segmented experiences. I was pretty impressed. I was yeah. I was pretty impressed and sold on it, to be That's cool. to be frank. Uh, and to the extent Thank that you like for being frank with me about that. You know, I really wanted to open up and be honest <laughs> with, with what I felt about that website. I appreciate it, and I think all of us do. I, I think I would go to it. I yeah. don't I don't wanna be I don't want to be overstimulated the... by fear stuff, but I would go to the s'mores and lore and yeah, that I, stuff I would do that cool. stuff for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Sweet. Some of the Eastern state, uh, the, the poppy ephemera yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Eastern state penitentiary and a little box for you. Done. Done. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed it. As Will said, you can go to patreon.com slash pod to check out our other podcast. Also join our Discord by joining our Patreon. It's really awesome. There's a book club run by Chloe. Thank you so much, Chloe. Um, it's just very cool. So join us over there, please. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. You can also follow us online. We're at GTTUPod on all social media. Uh, follow us individually as well. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. You can find links to everything else that we've got on our website. That's GTTUPod.com mm -hmm. slash links. And you can get to like our P.O. box. Yeah. Our merch, our Amazon store, uh, whole whole world to guide All to the unknown the stuff. Poke around. Yeah. Uh, but more than anything, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hope you had a good time. Yeah. We're entering into October. Fun, crazy stuff starts next week as we enter Game-tober. Game-tober. So go to our social media. You'll be able to see the Game-tober schedule so yep. that you can watch along with us for all these game-themed horror movies we'll be talking about all month. A whole month of death games. Yikes. And smack dab in the middle, basically. Basically, our Friday the 13th event, mm -hmm. The Demon Drive, yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash at GTTU pod. Uh, we're going to be watching a movie together. We're going to mm -hmm. be playing some games together that you can play with us. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. So put that sucker on your calendar. That's Friday the 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash GTTU pod. Game Tober. Yeah. We may not all survive it. No. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week for more spooky old stories. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go week. <laughs> I want to play a game. You sound like a ghost. And a jigsaw. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>